0: Five zero two three two three zero. the views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network.
1: It's time for the Deaf Blind Potter Show with your host, Kelvin Crosby. Why
2: you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong. At the end of the line, with all the other not quite. Will all I never get it right. But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Cause I'm just a nobody
3: we're trying to tell everybody we're all about somebody. Saying-
2: okay. How about Kelvin's guest? Are you on? Can you can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. I can
1: hear you. You're breaking up a little bit.
2: Kelvin, are you there?
4: I am here. Can you hear me? Oh, my I
2: gosh. I can hear Kelvin. I uh, don't know what's going on here now.
4: It's working. Can right you hear here. me? Um, I, I can hear you, J.D. I
1: can hear you now. hear Can you hear me?
4: I can
2: hear you. Yeah, I'm not getting any audio from any of you guys. I don't know what's going on here. Well, you took us off the air. Yeah, we're all good. Alright, All right, so... I'm not exactly sure what's happening here with the old Kelvin, the uh, deaf-blind potter, but he's trying to connect from California, of course, and, um, you know, he, he does use special equipment and things, and it's not easy, and he's even been in the studio here a couple of times, and... um It was, uh, you know, it was different. Do we have you, Kelvin? Well, I'm here.
4: How about you? Can you hear me? Testing one, two, three. Testing
2: one, two, three. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you, yes.
4: Okay.
2: All right. I can hear you guys now. I I don't know what was going on with all that. Go, Go ahead, ahead, Calvin. Do your show. We just had some feedback from the equipment and things. I'm going to sign off.
4: Okay. Sound good. Hey, 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 everybody. It's so good to see you, even though I can't see you. that'll another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Sorry we had a little bit of technical difficulties. We had some... We're just, I'm trying to learn how to do all this stuff and live beyond my challenges. And so forgive me. And if you would like to... Watch today's show on YouTube or Rumble. You can do that at Deathline Potter. And that will get you the full experience of me on the Potter's wheel, molding and shaping it on the Potter's wheel. And i got a special guest today. I've already interviewed her for the Perseverance Podcast, and her episode is going to come out in March. But I think what's amazing about today's story is Karen's going to be really talking about her heart and something that she had not encounter once in her life and it was a secret that she kept for a very long time. And I think what I want by the end of this show is for you as a Christian, as a believer, to really faith, if you've experienced this pain, you've experienced this struggle, I want you to have the the healing ability to overcome abortion or overcome having an abortion because mm-hmm. going through that grieving process is so important. And I'm excited today to bring Karen on and have her talk about her journey and how she's helping tons of women today to do that. So, Karen, welcome to the Deafline Potter Show.
1: Thank you so much. I'm really glad to be here. I'm
4: glad to share, though it's hard. Yes, and it's not easy. And it's not something that that a lot of people talk about it, and I'm proud that you're willing to talk about it and help other women and actually even men work through this grieving process. So why don't we start with your story so I can start making this piece about your story today. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your childhood, and that should probably take us right up to the end of the, to the formal, so then we'll dive into the next part. So go tell us about your story.
1: Okay. Well, I was raised in a lovely place, in a lovely home, loving parents, Um, and I had, was one of four children. I was, um, just had a wonderful childhood, wonderful grown-up years. I, um, had a great future ahead of me and I had a boyfriend I had been with for quite some time and um, got sexually active with him and ended up pregnant. So I um, was in college my first year and um, didn't know what to do. Felt like I couldn't tell anyone because I didn't want to disappoint people. I didn't want um, people to know that I had been having sex. So um, it was in the um, middle '70s, 1970s, and the thing to do was um, have an abortion. And I was pretty naive; didn't even understand what I was doing. Um, but I figured that would, it would would fix my problem, and I could go on my life with my life plans, not worry about anything. Um, I believe the lie that it was just a clump of tissue and I aborted my first child and um, went on my way. Like I said, uh, most women, they don't want to be pregnant. They don't necessarily want to have an abortion, but they don't want to be pregnant. So that's the fix all they think. And that's what we're told. But then um, come to find out there's a lot of um, consequences that are very difficult to deal with after that. Lots of Sorrow and pain and shame and all of that. So um, yes. it shows up sooner or later. <laughs> so, t- kind of tell
4: me a little bit about your growing up time. Like, I mean, because I, I think when we talked, we, we kind of talked about like you, you were in the church and you, you didn't really have a relationship with Christ. Like at the like, like a relationship, but more like a religion at that point. Can you kind of talk well, about that experience and that led you to this point?
1: Yes. Okay. So I knew I knew Jesus as my Savior, quote unquote. But I had I was born and raised in the church, so I went to Sunday school, went to GAs, RAs, you know, all of those things. You know, a want you do what your family does and you go to church. But there comes a time when you have to make that belief your own. And I was not quite there. I was there. I believed it. But after you um, live some life, then it becomes very real. So um, I think that this abortion kind of put me on the fast-forward track to finding out who God was and um, what forgiveness really was. Uh, Because, you know, I I was a good little girl, and everything was fine and rosy. Um, And then, you know, you learn about your humanity when you realize what you've done. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what happened to me.
4: So as you're going through this journey, um, so can you kind of talk about that experience of when you decided to have that abortion?
1: Sure. Um, I was in college, and I had been with my boyfriend at Christmas. We didn't live close to one another, but we had been together at Christmas break, and that's when I got pregnant. I went back to school, and I I couldn't quite figure out, I was like, what's going on here, you know? My breasts were tender and sore, and I was, like I said, pretty on the naive side. Um, and I figured out I must be pregnant and I didn't know what to do so I just asked some girls in the dorm I said, you know, what, what do you, what's it like when you're pregnant you know, um, that type of thing we, they were just kind of sitting around in a circle and these girls said, well just go to this clinic and I, there's the commercial down, but I went to the clinic Yeah. Unfortunately.
4: so stay tuned and when we come back We're going to dive into the story and how Karen had to go through the grieving process. So we'll see you on the other side.
0: free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do. I am free no matter what rules surround me. If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them. If I find them too obnoxious, I break them. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything that I do. Robert
5: A. Heinlein.
3: to hide and trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice.
4: Lime Potter, and today I got an amazing guest for you, and I got Karen Griffin here from the Resource Center in Greeley, Colorado, and I am excited to have her story today and how she's overcome some challenges that are in her life, in having an abortion in her life, and going through that process. And we're about ready to dive into her part of her story where she talks about that experience of having an abortion and then kind of putting it the way. so Karen, can you talk a little bit more right mean, we moving through the break you're kind of picking up that you're talking to your girlfriend that at, at mm-hmm. college in the dorm and kind of take us from there
1: yes so they told me to go down to this certain clinic and that they could help me um and I, to this day, don't know what kind of clinic it was, um, but I know that it was an, uh, a medical clinic that I don't know if it was um, just for abortions or if it was for more. But I walked in, and they did a pregnancy test and told me, sure enough, I was pregnant, and um, that it was just a blob of tissue and, um, you know, they could told me how much it would cost and that, you know, I could have this abortion. And I was like, Oh, okay. Told my boyfriend, he came down with the money, drove down. And, um, we went over, I went walking into the clinic and just, um, he kind of put his foot out in front of me and asked me if I was sure that's what I wanted to do. And I just shook my head. Yes, because I was very self-centered and just wanted to go on with my plans and this wasn't part of my plans so I went in and you know it was, I don't remember that much about the actual experience I remember a canister of blood um, to the side and I remember gripping really tight to the side of the bed so it, it had to have hurt um, and I remember it being cold like um, not, not just temperature cold but cold and there were some other girls there and, um, you know, I walked out afterwards, quote-unquote, fine, and uh, initially went on with my life um, until God brought me to a place where I realized what I had done. And it was, that's really when the most difficult part began because I grieved for a long time. I was um, very heartbroken to know my own humanity and, um, how I could have done something like that, and then just to try to figure out how I could be forgiven, and where to go, who to talk to. Um, I didn't feel like the church was a safe place. I know now it is, and some churches are safer than others, but it it was a very difficult time. I remember times where I would just sob uncontrollably. How sad I was! How grieved I was that I had done the terrific thing. Um, so that was that's part of my story. I was I did get married um, the next year, not to the boyfriend, to but to another guy, a wonderful man who I've been married to for 47 years. And he struggled because I didn't tell him about it right away, and that was a big mistake on my part. Um, but he struggled, and then there was some years of silence and. Um, breaking that silence is really hard, but mm-hmm. it's really necessary to bring that into the light, you know, so you can find healing and you can find hope if it stays in dark and in the secret, which is what our enemy wants us to do, mm-hmm. then you can't find the, the healing. You can't get the pus out, so to speak, um, so it was a years and years and years uh, journey. It's a, you know, the healing journey is a journey that lasts yeah. for a while. But it's um, come a long ways, and I'm really grateful for all the help that I've had and for our Lord that is so loving and kind and gracious and forgives us.
4: What, what's interesting, as we dive more into this, and I, I will like to go into what made you want to have this dark secret come out what made you want to talk about it because honestly that, that is something that people take to the grave and they don't right. talk about it at all can you tell us right, a little bit
1: that's about that true. Um, pretty much I think the, the best way to describe it would just be my miserableness I mean I was miserable. I you know I would sit in church and they would talk about abortion or they would mention it and I would get this knot. I would get this I couldn't speak. My throat would tense up and I would get this pit, you know, in the pit of your stomach this knot and I would want to vomit and I I was just I was so miserable and I was so confused. Like I knew I was forgiven but at the same time I thought, "Well, this is a big sin. This is the one big sin that God can't forgive." Mm-hmm this is so horrible. And I was just uh, in this place of, you know, at the same time, Kelvin, when this is happening to women, as they're Mm -hmm. going along, you know, and there's some that are depressed, some that are anxious, some that don't want to be around children, you know, just the whole, all of those things, they haven't connected the dots back to an abortion experience. But you're also high functioning, because you put it away, you block it out. Yeah. You say, "Okay, I'm not going to deal, right?" And you just hmm. keep doing that over and over. But basically, I think the only explanation is the Holy Spirit and God was saying, "You need to get, you need to rip the scab off here. I'm going to rip the scab off for you," is what He was saying. And we need to get this cleaned out because it's not pretty picture. It's, it's uh, festering, and yeah. um, so the part that made me want to was um, I finally mentioned it to a couple of people, and they gave me a glimmer of hope, and that was ginormous. (laughs) Uh, One older lady told me, it's going to be okay, and that was a big deal. And um, so when you have that glimmer of hope that it's going to be okay, and then you keep going to God and pouring your heart out, and you read His Word, and you know it can can happen, you can have forgiveness, You just don't understand how, and you just keep looking and and hoping. So I don't know if I have quite answered your question, but I was pretty miserable for a while, and I didn't want to be miserable anymore. I was depressed, um, and I wanted to be close to God. Um, I never was quite suicidal, but <clears throat> I I think you know it was it was kind of close. In, in
4: that area. Yeah. So, as you've gone through this journey, you told your husband and for like, women that have gone through this and they're, they haven't been married, can you kind of tell us like how did you and your husband kind of mold this and really start working through some of these challenges that way mm-hmm. you could heal and he could heal and you as a couple we're able to work through some of this stuff.
1: Yeah, um, it wasn't right away. It was kind of a lengthy deal. Um, you know, he didn't really want me to say much about it. I, um, I think he was really saddened. And you know, back then that was like uh, that people didn't talk about it. Um, that was like the eighties, maybe the nineties. And mm-hmm. um, so I didn't say much. I tried to do what he had asked. But at one point on a right to life Sunday. Um, god showed him that i needed help and so he told me i can you know he said you can do whatever you need to do so you know first person i talked to i think was the older lady or maybe our pastor um and once he gave me that freedom you know i started looking into um what to do i found a a program called forgiven and set free at our pregnancy center and i read through that book um and he slowly come around and um, now is proud of me that I'm helping other people. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's always going to be a regret. That's for sure. Yeah. But we go through things so that we can turn around and help other people. And so he encourages me to do that now. Yeah. And well, um, I think, I'm really thankful for that.
4: Well, I think that what's so powerful about your story that I love about your story is that Yeah, it's actually a story of grieving and healing and helping and giving people hope. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you made a mistake, Mm -hmm. you made a, but God is a saving God. Mm -hmm. He's a He's a graceful God. He's a forgiving God, and He gives you so much hope. And and you you had to because you wanted that relationship with God. And to right. do that, require that you have to build that relationship with God to be able to really address. Okay, mm-hmm. it's gonna be okay. And yeah. um, and you, and by talking about it and dealing with emotions, you were able to address those feelings that you had. And I, th- I think it's incredible that you're even willing to talk about it because it's not an easy place to be. And <laughs> it, 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 But in some ways, it probably brings you joy to share with other ladies and other people, hey, I'm going to show you how God can give you joy even though this is so painful. Right. Do you have an example of, of you sharing your story with somebody that you just realize you're giving this person so much hope?
1: i do i have a few of those but maybe one of the first big ones was i was at a ladies retreat um, church retreat and um we we had like cardboard testimonies where you show up a piece of cardboard that says what you did wrong and there were several of us that were walking across the stage and showing that um and after you know it was it was a, a a big deal to stand up there with a cardboard that said, mm-hmm. you know, I aborted my baby. And afterwards, I felt like I was a magnet. Mm-hmm. There were women all over that auditorium. There were probably 200 women there, so not huge. But, I mean, yeah. it was like all these women came to me. I would say a dozen women. And I thought, man, there, this is a huge need, you know, because people don't realize the statistics are one in four women in every church, you know, you think, oh, you go to church with these wonderful women, and they are wonderful yeah. women, but there are many of them sitting there hurting with that secret, you know. And so when I when I shared that testimony, and then these women came up and we talked, it was just so great to be able to tell them, if, mm-hmm. you know, there is forgiveness. You can't, ex- this. You, you are forgiven for this. He died for all sin, you know, no matter what. And then yeah. just to encourage them to go to God, keep going to him. Because when we ask God and we reach out to God, he's going to answer. He He loves us. He cares for us. And um, that's what he did with me. And, you know, so that, that's one thing. Another thing is I have met women. Um, we have retreats here at the center, and so I've met women that have come for a weekend, and we've gone mm-hmm. through a whole healing journey, these books called Forgiven and Set Free and "Turning the Secret, and just for them to be able to work through that relief and the denial and the depression and the anger and the forgiveness piece and all the different people that they need to forgive that were involved or were not mm-hmm. involved because they didn't help or didn't say anything. It's really, really good. Um, I also was able to talk uh, to a, just a, women's groups. One woman, one church here in Greeley, I went and talked to, and uh, there were two ladies that came up afterwards and just sobbing. You know, one lady was seven, over seventy years old, and she had never told anyone.
4: Wow!
1: So to be able to offer that and mm. and get it out in the open like we say is, is really does bring you joy because you know you're helping them um, in so many different ways on a lot of different levels and it's a it's a peel the onion back layer by layer thing but <clears throat> just to even open up the onion um, is is really does bring me joy because i know i feel so much better just walking in freedom Because of that, accepting that forgiveness, and now other women can also.
4: Yeah, well, I think that was so incredible about being able to work with people. I mean, I heard in the story yesterday we had a missions uh, day at at our church, and it was I got to meet um, actually your sister uh, agency here in San Diego. And I was talking to her and she was like, we have somebody here that is eight years old and had an abortion. So
1: it's
4: an incredible story. But when we come back, we're going to talk about what happened yesterday and all the lives that are being impacted as well. Get farther into um, Karen's story. So stay tuned. We'll see you on the other side. Can be calmed
1: and broken from my regard.
5: Through it all through Pound it, whatever you choose, and get this. There's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, R E F Y.com, or call 888 YREFI24. You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888 YREFI24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent you.
2: Do you have questions or comments for Kelvin? You can text him right now at 877 536
3: 1360.
4: You, even though I can't see you, it's another beautiful day in the neighborhood. And if you're hearing some banging around here, because you're at the Blind Potter Show, and I'm in my pottery studio making a pottery piece. And that's why you're hearing a little water, a little bit of shuffling, because I'm sitting here making this beautiful vase today, representing Karen's story and how she's helping so many people and women's lives. Go through the agreement process of having an abortion. And if you don't know who I am, I am Kelvin Cosby, the Deathline Potter. And this is the Deathline Potter Show. And Karen is here talking about her story and how she has worked through having an abortion herself and has to work through that molding process in her life. And God shaped her and designed her into the woman that she is today And before we got to the commercial, we were talking about some of the stories that Karen has used her testimony to help women, even women in their 80s, that had an abortion at some point in their life, and go through that grieving process. And this is what's so beautiful about... I like I I, I got in, I've been able to interview Karen twice now and I just get so giggly about her story and just the grace of God. The merciful God that we have. And mm-hmm. Karen I, I I kinda wanna da- like hang out here for a second while I keep shaping this piece. But I wanna hang out here and see like how did God really start molding you to say, hey, I, I want to help you too. Can you kind of mm-hmm. talk a little bit about, like, how did you get into the resource center, pregnancy center? It's called the crisis pregnancy center, right? Resource center. And so, there, yeah, yeah, I, like, I, I've been told three different names, and so <laughs> I'm all yeah. confused yes. in my head. <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of tell us a little bit how God, like, has. Healed you when you get to talk to somebody like, I mean, I I wish I'm not going to have you tell this lady's story that's in her 80s, but I think it's so important that we in the church work through this healing process. And um, so, kind of talk about how you are in that, like, how you really work through that forgiveness. And
2: then
1: okay. how God really took that into the career that you have now. Okay. Well, so I think the, the one of the biggest things that really helped me was when I realized I was not alone. Mm-hmm. Um. You you know you when you have an abortion it becomes a secret you block it out, and at some point you, you know God brings it around to where you have to deal with it. When I um. When I went, first went through the book, it was like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I'll go through this book. And I, I learned, and it was good. And then I, I still went on with my life. But then when I came to work at the resource Center, um, I did some more digging, so to speak. I found a, a, one book that really spoke to me because it described everything that I had experienced, how you have this wall around you of the shame and the guilt. And how you, you know, when you block out feelings, Kelvin, I don't know if you realize it or not, but you try to block out bad feelings, a person mm-hmm. also ends up blocking out the good feelings. Yeah. So, you know, you say, okay, no more emotions. You don't get to pick and choose. <laughs> and yeah. so I realized a lot of these different um, coping things that I had done, they were they were here in this book, and I was like, oh, my goodness. This is so reassuring. That validation is so important. And, and as, this, as I read this book, it's called A Season to Heal, and I realized um, that I wasn't alone and that lots of women have lots of issues because they aborted a baby. I, it was so reassuring to me, and I, it gave me a, a freedom to be able to talk to people. So, you know, there were a couple of gals here um, that were volunteers, and they had, they had shared with me that they, too, had abortions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that's kind of, you're in this club that you never want to be in, but it, it's, yeah. it's a sisterhood type of thing, and, and you can relate to one another, and that's always really nice. Um, so when I, when I realized that I wasn't alone and that I was, quote-unquote, normal, can mm. see the world tells you, oh yeah, you just go on, it's fine, it's no big deal, you put it, you, don't, it's, you go on with life, and you do go on with life, but they don't tell you. The truth is it affects you emotionally, physically, mm. physiologically, um, in so many different ways, and you do grieve. And so when you figure out that you're, it's normal, that what you're dealing with is normal, it's very reassuring. And honestly, without accepting the forgiveness that God offers us, I I think women really continue to struggle. Um, And earlier I said, you know, we will always regret, but we don't always have to live in shame and guilt and depression. Yeah, You know, we don't have to live there. We don't have to live being anxious. We don't have to live always down on ourselves and what we did. We can live Mm. with joy and freedom because we are forgiven. And um, that that was really a key thing for me is realizing I wasn't alone and that I could go on with life and it could be a really good, um, joyful Life because of what Christ has done, really.
4: Well, and I think that's what's just I get so excited about your story is that God really did that in you, and you're mm-hmm. helping other women do that. So, let's talk about what happened yesterday and kind of talk about um, abortion. I always mess it up, it's not Abortion Awareness Day, but
1: um, oh, Right to Life Sunday,
4: yeah, right, 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 right to life
1: and kind of talk Mm -hmm. about
4: kind of what happened this year, like what did you do, what were the things that were talked about, and how did this help women that have had a voice and go through their process?
1: Okay. So, you know, once a year we have Sanctity of Human Life Sunday or Right to Life Sunday. Different churches call it different things. And really the point is to just celebrate life a lot of resource centers try to uh, report to the churches. We've had this many people change their mind and decide to keep their baby. We have this many people that have, you know, like last year, we had 18 salvations. That's a big deal, and mm. a couple of those yeah. guys. And so we, we like to report to the churches, um, but we also really are trying to encourage the churches to talk about abortion. There's, mm. you know, there's a lot of pastors that... Uh, they maybe shy away from it because they think maybe it's too political. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is divisive because there's a lot of Christians that don't have a problem with abortion. There's a lot of Christians that maybe took their daughter for an abortion because, you know, and so it, mm-hmm. it's hard. Um, and, and so we try to encourage the pastors to talk about it and, and, I think that there's a lot I know there's a lot of help out there for that Um, Mm -hmm. but also just so there's freedom you know how safe is your church to confess your sins one to another right how safe is your church to be able to do that Um, and so if you if you do talk about it uh, what's the response that you get from other people in the church you know do they care for you love you hug you Um, Mm -hmm. help you along the way, or do they pluck their tongue at you, you know, shame, shame, shame. Um, And so we're trying to encourage churches to to talk about it and to work with us so that women Mm -hmm. can be healed, and men too. There are a lot of men that are hurting because their girlfriend went and aborted without them having a say. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of men hurting because they forced, or they didn't force, but they told their girlfriends, you need to abort this baby. So, you know, it's men and women.
4: So stay tuned, we're going to dive into the ministry that Karen's doing and how she's helping women today. So we'll see you on the other side. Working in this
3: place. I worship you.
2: If you're not listening to Swamp Fight, you're just not listening. Join us here in the swamp Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays at 12 noon right here on AM 1360.
4: Calvin here, the Deaf Blind Potter, and you are here at the Deaf Blind Potter Show. And uh, today I got a, an awesome guest, and if you hear that spinning sound, it is the Potter's Wheel. Because I'm making a beautiful piece about Karen's story today. So if you want to check it out on YouTube or on Rumble, you can go to YouTube uh, or Rumble and type in Deaf Blind Potter. And you'll be able to see me making today's story from the radio show. And that way, um, and if you don't make the the live show, you can always get it at another time. And if you want to get the podcast, you can get the podcast at com, And that's where you get the podcast and you get the whole show right there for you and also you get all the links and all the things about today's show there too so that we're going to talk about karen's resources that she has and all those links are in the deafblindpottershow.com and website as well on the youtube and the rumble so if you're going to get the links and you're going to be able to get all of that right there and it will help you get access so that with you if you've had had a face abortion in your life can heal and you can grow and you can mold and be shaped and allow God to give you freedom and Karen I'm just so thankful that you've been a part of this journey with me today and so Karen I want to talk a little bit about the crisis um, it's called CAP Resource but, uh, yeah the Resource Center so can you tell us a little bit what you guys do how does it work How can women or men reach out to you to start their healing process?
1: Yes, okay. Um, Well, the Resource Center, a lot of people think, is is just for helping poor ladies that don't want to be pregnant. We do a lot more than that. We do do everything is at no cost. We have many wonderful donors in the community that give towards the Resource Center, and we do help those that... um, are not wanting to be pregnant, we have a pre-pregnancy test, and also we do STD testing. Um, and then we help them see what the three decisions are, that they can parent, they can abort, or they can adopt. And so um, we explain what the truth is about that, uh, about all of those options, and then we, give, uh, we help them with parenting classes, all sorts of things like that. And then on the flip side, so to speak, we help those that did choose abortion either yesterday or 50 years ago. And what we're trying to do is help them work through, heal up so that they can turn around and help um, in the in the fight against abortion because um, it, it's just not right. So anyway, it is, it's it's an option. That we explain to them and tell them the truth about it We know when they leave here They still have that option But the the healing journey For those that did abort Is what I'm really involved with And I have some people that help me Um, We have lots of resources As far as books and videos And websites and all of that What I like to do is Have a person I like to see them face to face Now I do uh, sometimes on Zoom But I like to see a person face to face and talk to them and hear their story and show them the resources and what's right for them. Um, One of the greatest things that we have is is these, uh, you've heard me refer to a retreat. So we have classes where people can come in and um, they can go through a book week by week. They can go through a video class week by week, that type of thing. But we've consolidated that where you can spend a, a weekend with us, and it's a small group, like four women. And we go through that book in that weekend, and we give you your own room. We give you time to go through the material, spend time alone with God, and 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 figure out. You know, you go back and you look at what you what happened, what you did. You think through the people involved or not involved, you deal with your depression or your anger, your confusion, and then the forgiveness piece is huge. Um, You forgive, you you accept Christ's forgiveness, but then you talk about forgiving the doctors or the person that drove you there, or the boyfriend or the parents or whoever was involved. And then we always try to end with a little memorial because those babies were alive in our womb. They were their people. And um, so we acknowledge that life, and then we can celebrate it, and then we can turn it over to the Lord because we know that those babies, those people are with him in, in heaven. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful way to, that we usually do um, at the end of a class or at the end of the weekend. We can do one-on-one with people if they, if they prefer that. Um, we can do a small group class. Um, We can do the retreats, and we can also do it virtually. Um, And so we've had three retreats. They've been very successful. Um, We are putting together a couple for this year. We try to do them seasonally as needed. Um, But they're in Wells County. We we rent an Airbnb or a VRBO. And um, like I said, they're just a normal house. Everybody has their own room. So we gather together, and I do some teaching on the chapters, and then each person goes to their spot, whether it's outside in the sunshine or in their mm-hmm. bedroom, and works through some material. Then we meet back. All the meals are provided. Um, we do have one woman there that has not had an abortion, and we do that on purpose, Kelvin, because we want her to represent women of the church who do care and do love and um, mm. do show compassion wow. and so that's an important piece we always have one wow. woman there that's just listening and helping and serving um, and and you know we, you really bond with the others that are there but it's so nice to be there and like I mentioned before to realize that you're not alone um, yeah. and and I my heart is for all women, but I really have a special heart for church women because I know what it's like to be sitting in that church pew all those years and be hurting on the inside and not knowing where to turn and not knowing where it was safe. And so I would love for church women to to get connected with me. They can connect by phone, by email, or through the website. So stay tuned. We'll see you on the other side.
4: And we'll wrap this show up. We're on our last segment here. So we'll see you on the other side. I want to Open
3: the eyes my heart.
2: Tune in to Swamp Fight Wednesday at 5 p.m. when I'll be joined by the MyPillow guy himself, Mike Lindell. That's Wednesday at 5 p.m. right here on AM
5: 1360.
2: Do you have questions or comments for Kelvin? You can text him right now at eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty.
3: I want to see
4: But it's so good to see you and though I can't see you. know we love when God opens our eyes to our heart? And yeah. you're here at the Death Lion Potter show and you're here because God brought you here for a reason. And if you truly love this radio station, we need your help. Because we need a new tower. We need a new transmitter. So if that's something that you feel like you want to help us continue to get the word out, continue to help people that be on their challenges and the like the, um, the JD show and um, Craig James show, you continue to liking what you hear here. We need you to go to khnc1360.com and go there and get, donate. You got to donate $100 to get in, but you get... Two gold. Uh, you get some silver, and you get some. Uh, get a shirt and a sticker to for your donation, and it will help us continue to make sure that people hear the truth, not the lies of this world. And I mm-hmm. want to encourage you to do that today at thirteen sixty kagency dot com, and you'll see it all right there. It's running the banner. I can't see it, but you can see it. But so. To wrap up our show here, we've got like Lily and Minnie here, Karen. So, where can people get your resources for the Resource Center and be a part of your program?
1: Well, um, my email is hope, H O P E, at com. And I am glad to email with anyone. I can send them resources, I can meet them for coffee. Any of those things, the phone number is 970-353-2673. And um, you can leave a message for me if I'm not in um, or just say I need to talk to Karen. You don't have to say your name. You don't have to say I had an abortion. You don't have to say any of that. And then our website, you can go to, um, it's test the number 4 com. And on the left side, it says um, you click the button for a, uh, abortion recovery. And that takes you right to my page, and it says connect with Karen. And you can leave me a message there. So that's phone, email, and website for you. I think there's probably a QR code somewhere, Kelvin, but I'm not sure where it is. Um, I know we should. <laughs> <Well, have put, laughs> we have put yeah. um, some Cards in women's restrooms and churches. Um, We have some flyers out there, that that type of thing, and that has a QR code. So,
4: So. yeah, I really encourage you, if you're a man or a woman, to reach out to Karen. Because uh, I've I've had a couple conversations with Karen now, and I tell you, she's one incredible woman. She's going to walk you through some real powerful healing and you're gonna come out so well molded, ready for Christ. to mm-hmm. really start using you to change the world too. And yeah. what's amazing about Karen is that she's willing to talk about it. She's willing to walk people through their pain, to grieve mm-hmm. with them, to show them that they are loved, even though their church might might be judging you, but their, their true church, Is not. They're there to help you heal. Not Mm -hmm. deal with the, help you deal with that pain. Because we know what the death blind, modern motto is. We got to rejoice in our suffering, persevere, Mm -hmm. and build a character that has hope in Christ. Because we do not go through hard times without fun and joy. Before we wrap up here, next month, Is living beyond your challenges when you experience something hard in your life and how you overcome? So, I got an amazing lineup for you next month. So, stay tuned and I'll see you all next week. Go live beyond your challenges.